Episode 139 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Hale Public Library. And then we talk about book news, author news, literary news. Yeah. And I'm Eric Mickles. Yeah, and I'm Nick Gunning. I almost introduced myself before yeah. I talked about what we talk about. Arrogant. But I'm still, uh, I'm still a little on like high alert. Yeah. Because uh, Nick spilled his water on the well, table we record. It's not important who spilled uh, the large a, mug of water all over it our It was a large Sensitive mug of electrical water. equipment. Yeah. We had to get our focus right record. to safety. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Everything, they're yeah. designed to float. The is focus what I, right? Is what I'm told. Mm. They're designed to float. So Yeah. There's, our voices are designed to float into the ears of listeners through uh, a focus oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I misread that. Yeah. <laughs> that is my bad. So if you that guys hear any... Gurgling sounds yeah. or Davy Jones, uh, omniscient water yeah. monsters. Oh, do you want to do a bit? I said Davy Jones. Do, do I, I want to do? A bit? I was talking about Davy Jones, like the sea monster. Davy Jones's guy. locker. But I assume you want to do a monkeys thing. Oh, sure. I wanna be free. Wait, that's not Nick. <gasps> that must be because we spilled water. Oh no! <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, you know, 139 is almost episode 140. Darn it! I don't know if you're aware of that. I said that off air. I oh, said I will right. say it again on you're air. Right, and you I did. forgot. So it rude. is almost so one. rude. Well, uh, that's we, ten away from uh 150, which is pretty big. It is. That's yeah. what big number. What do you what do you say? Yeah, 50 away yeah. from 200. Yeah, in 200. Once you're 200, you can retire. Yeah, that's done. You're so, done. You're done. Yeah. Uh, we we held off recording a little bit this week because we were waiting for the Pulitzer Prize to be dropped. And so uh, here we are. We've mm-hmm. got them right in front of us. We're going to tell you about the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, we're going to uh, give them away. Books for nope. We're not giving anything away. What? No, we just, got just th- telling the titles. I thought we were an, we were giving it to the winners. Oh uh, yeah, caller number ten. You're going to get your copy of, but I can't tell them what it is yet. So uh-huh. got to cut the bit right there. So we will be talking <laughs> about the Pulitzer prizes a little bit later. Mm-hmm. How the heck are you, man? How am I? Yeah. Uh, Big movie weekend. Yeah. We met Joel McHale. Oh, that's right. Nick and I met Joel McHale. Yeah. As did my wife and our a mutual friend yeah. of the podcast. That's right. Longtime listener, Michael yeah. Blankenship, joined us. I don't think you should have used so, his last name. Michael stocked. Corningham. Corningham. <laughs> uh, joined us. Yeah. So that was great. It was at Alfred University yep. in Where? Alfred, New York. I used to work. Oh, boy. I yep. have heard that about 80 times this week. Well, I used to work there. That's true. And while we were there, we saw a banner for Pete Mangles Photography, our own Pete Mangles. Pete Mangles. He's everywhere. Joel McHale, Nick yep. Gunning. Yep. Alfred yep. University just gets the winners. Joel McHale, Leave of course, the author of the book, Thanks for the Money, How to Use My Life Story to Become the Best Joel McHale You Can Be, yeah. which we have here in our collection. So uh, come check yeah. that out. I like how... Or, no, we don't have community, but we have some other Joel McHale stuff. I have all community at home. You do at your home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like how you're like, Joel McHale, of course, the author yeah. of such books <laughs> as... <laughs> hey, I'm tying it in with what I know yeah. we have in our Most collection. people I've talked to know him from the soup. The soup? Yeah. Okay. I remember sure. the soup. Yeah. Do you remember when... Uh, uh-huh. Oh, what's his name? From Third Rock from the Sun. Spider-Man 2. No. Okay. The guy from Third Rock from the Sun. French White. Stewart. Yeah, French Stewart took over the soup when Joel McHale went to community. No. It was a weird time. That's a mistake. It was a weird time. That's like the reverse anyway, of the Anyway, we show. saw that. We saw Rampage. Based yeah. on the uh, video game series. You didn't even know it was a video game movie. I didn't. I didn't. But yeah. it was fun. It was a dumb, fun, like, monster reaction yeah. movie. Hey, Did Rampage, you like it? Rampage like heard it? what you just said about it. It knows. It knows. <laughs> it's self-aware. <laughs> Did you like Rampage? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Then I we saw Ready, Ready Player One based on the novel by Ernest Klein. You did it. Thank you. Yeah. Who do I always think it is? I don't know. Oh. Ernest Borgstein? No, I think I confuse <laughs> it. I always think it's the same author of Red Shirts, which is John Scalzi. It's yeah. Not, yeah. No, it's not John Scalzi. So we saw that you second time for you. That's true. And I forget. How do you say it stacks up with the book? Which do you prefer? Uh, I don't know. If I've, I've heard it both ways. I feel like the way I think is if you don't like the book, there's still a chance you like the movie. Okay. But 
I don't know if it works in the reverse. I don't uh, know if you're like, oh, I love that movie. If you could go back into the book and be like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I think it's good. Good. Yeah. And I watched At World's End, the Edgar Wright movie, uh-huh. which I wish, I don't know. I, I've liked everything by him that I've seen so far. Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim. And, uh-huh. uh, Some of Ant-Man. Moments of Ant-Man. Yeah. Sure. So big movie weekend. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Anything on the horizon that you want to see? Aren't there some page-to-screen adaptations coming up that we talked about? Yeah. Uh, next week, Avengers Infinity War is coming out. You know what? That does count. <laughs> Do we have Infinity War in the collection, the, the graphic novel? We have Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Right. Infinity War. Pretty exciting. Are you, exciting about, are you excited about the uh, Avengers movie? Am I exciting about it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you're not <laughs> exciting about it, but are you excited for it? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I love Thanos. Do you think this will be the best Marvel movie ever? Do we count Spider-Man 2? No. I oh. mean, like Marvel Studios, Marvel movies. I don't know. That it's all different things. What's your top choice? My top current top favorite Marvel movie. Can we do a whole episode on this? No, just Start one. Start it. Just give me just one. I don't know. I guess it's gonna it's gonna be either Winter Soldier or the first Iron Man. Okay. So I'd go first Iron Man. Yeah. Well, you don't like Winter Soldier. Well, <laughs> I don't. It's not. I wouldn't put it in my top. Oh, I would yeah. go. I would go first Avenger before I would go Winter Soldier. Oh wow. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that now because we're going to talk about the Pulitzer Prize a little bit later. If not now, when? Let's move into our bookmark segment. Bookmark, could you join us? Oh, here yeah. I am. Hold on. Bookmark. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I just, we're, me and Nick are going to talk about books that we've oh, read. I've been sitting here completely soaked in water. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your fault for letting yeah. Nick spill it all over you. You know, uh, Bookmark, thank you so much, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Bookmark makes me miss Smarticus. Yeah. But he's... Lost in it's time. It's a similar, a yeah. similar tone. Yeah, lost in time. He's lost like, in uh, time Parker with Elton and, and Brando right Sando. He's been lost in time for thirty-nine episodes at this point. Yeah. So, hey, what have you been someday, reading? Someday, someday. Oh, what have I been? Well, we're we're in our bookmark segment. Yeah. Uh, I read a play. Bookmark, please. You just need to go, yeah. Roger. Please. We've called a cab. Show him out. Thank Show you. him out, Roger. Give him the wallet back. They'll yeah. work it out. Yeah, they'll work it out. Uh, I read a play called "Write Me a Murder." By Frederick Knott. Okay, here we go. Now, what would you... <laughs> Honestly, I, I want you to find the murder that you wrote uh-huh. on Goodreads, and I want you to read it out loud, because right. I, I, on Goodreads said that I was reading this play, Write Me a Murder, by Frederick Knott, yeah. and Eric just improved a little murder mystery sure that he did. wrote for me, and uh, I liked it almost as much as I liked the play. Thanks, man. Uh, it was very good. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, Frederick Knott is probably more well-known for uh, Dial M for Murder. He wrote the script, mm. Dial M for Murder. I remember that. Or... Uh, Wait until dark. Right, uh, both movies. I don't think you right... should dial nine one one in case there's murder. Probably don't yeah. don't r- yeah. do M. We don't live in one of those worlds where you're like Apple two seven four. You know, <laughs> not like those. What was that show? Adam. Adam twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was Adam? What does that stand for? That was just their call sign. That was oh. just that car. Oh, okay. Yeah. One Adam twelve. See uh, the man. M is six. Okay. On a phone. So you're dialing six, six. for murder. Dial six for murder. So you're not even close to 911. <laughs> uh, I've also read Dial in for Murder. Also a very strong script. Right. I don't think I've read... I don't think I've read Wait Until Dark, but I've seen the movie. Anyway, Write Me a Murder is... It was It was really... It was an atypical murder mystery, and I really liked it. It's one I might want to put up on a stage sometime. Mm. I'm putting that to the top of my to direct list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished Hard Rain, which was that Trek book by Dean Wesley Smith uh, that uh-huh. I read. You know I knew it. I didn't really like it. But 
I told everybody a hard rain's going to fall. Yeah, thank you. And it did. By uh, Nobel, Nobel laureate uh, Bob Dylan there, yeah. quoting him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm currently reading The Midnight House by Alex Berenson. Nobel Eric. Prize. I thought Bob Dylan, I was talking yesterday, like Bob Dylan won the Pulitzer mm, for nope. literature. Nope. Whoops. Yeah. Big mistakey. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading The Midnight House by Alex Berenson. This is for our Page Turners book club. And Eric, I don't know if you or our listeners are aware of this. Yeah, I don't but, know if we said this on... But Mr. Alex Berenson himself will be here. Oh, we did. Uh, June 2nd, Ooh. 2 o'clock. Yeah. You can give a little talk about his work, and then you're mm-hmm. going to get a chance to meet him, get your book signed. Mm-hmm. So his first book, The um, Faithful Spy, won the Edgar Award mm. and was very good. I really like that. And I've been enjoying The Midnight House so far. Yeah. I, I mentioned, I think, when I finished that book that I don't typically like spy espionage type stuff, but... I think the strength of his writing kind of elevates it past the the cliches of that genre. So even if you don't like spy or espionage books, I think you'd probably find enough here to enjoy it if you like um, the mystery elements because it is it's good characters, it's good plotting. Yeah. Uh, so don't let the the fact that it's like espionage stuff scare you away. Yeah. Uh, the Edgar Awards, by the way, for this year are going to be announced uh, in in the coming weeks. So we'll be you can go back and revisit our podcast about the nominees. And bone up on them before the actual awards are announced. We'll be covering that in probably two weeks now. Uh, and then I'm also reading Dirt by Stuart Woods. And it is living up to its name. Oh, snap. It's... Uh, Dirty? This, yes. The Stuart Woods... The Stone Barrington books are always like a little smutty. Just like a little... Right. A little on the smutty side. Yeah. This one is like... You need to pump the brakes, Stone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's getting a little out of control. So that's been kind of taking away from the story i think because it's yeah. like okay all right it's a harlequin romance <laughs> novel i'm reading here mm. uh so anyway all right that's that's me what about you uh what have i read i don't know hey i'll tell you what i've read and then i'll tell you my problem okay uh i can't read no i can oh. i'm fine um so i read <laughs> it's just some comics Look, it's not just some comics. Yeah. I'm just interpreting how people probably think when I say the titles. Mm-hmm. But there were some good comics. Okay. Um, I read, I finished Uncanny X-Force by X, uh, by not X, by Rick Remender. I don't like know. you finished the run, the whole series. Yeah, he had this uh, run and then it become, then X-Force is rebooted and okay. so it was Uncanny X-Force. Anyway, uh, but this run, um, it's two volumes. It's called Final Execution, book one and two. Okay. Uh, book one I wasn't thrilled with, and the previous one was Otherworld. Do you know who Captain Britain is? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, this was a whole volume of him in Otherworld, and it was rough, because Captain Britain is not on my list of interesting heroes. Anyway, I finished the final execution, and book two was so good. It was brutal, mm-hmm. but it had, uh, like, they formed a new brotherhood of mutants, but it was, like, some key players that, like, oh, I know these guys after a bunch of characters. Like, who are these? Uh... There's a lot of good action, but there was a lot of good uh, tough choices, but they were like uh, satisfying at the end. You know mm-hmm. how sometimes like, now you have to choose. And at the end, they're like, I chose a third hidden option. <laughs> and this one, like they just had to make like right. some tough choices. And there was actually kind of a gut punch with Wolverine. I don't know if you know this, but Wolverine has a son. Yeah. Dakin. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. But there was, but there was, a, there was something in there uh, where Wolverine basically took care of the problem that is Dakin. Mm. It was actually kind of emotional considering wow. i've read very little dakin yeah uh so then i got went over to wolverine's now, I know comics we, we have oh. a decent amount of wolverine comics in the collection but we don't have these 
right. the Uncanny X Forces. Yeah. Uh, no, these... we have we have a lot of the old man Logan. We have some standalone Wolverine. Yeah, I think we do have an X Force though. Do we? An oh, I bought X-Force? one. Yes, yeah. I bought one. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Uh, I picked up volume three of Jason Aaron's Wolverine mm. series, Wolverine's Revenge, mm. um, which is actually. I, did you ever read Savage Wolverine? I always wanted to read no. that. I think that's Jason Aaron too, isn't it? I did play a bad PS2 game called X2 Wolverine's Revenge. Yes, I played that. I oh. played that on GameCube. Jeez, it was bad. <laughs> that was rough. Um, Jason Aaron's interesting because he did Ghost Rider and Moon Knight. Okay. Um, right? Was it Moon Knight? Well, he did know. Ghost Rider. Uh, if you remember way back when, when I was talking about Ghost Rider. Oh, I sure do. Post your surgery. Yeah. When all I could talk about was Ghost Rider, yep. Punisher, and Moon Knights. Yep. And all I could talk about how it was impossible to sit up or move. <laughs> yeah. So we both were like going through yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I think thing. we both had a bit of a... Um, yeah, talk about just, a gut punch. It's interesting because you're like reading this, uh, reading this comic, because it's Wolverine, mm-hmm. I feel like there's two layers. Like Snicked. It's a Marvel comic. Sure. So like Jason Aaron seems like you can tell he maybe wants to go darker mm. than he can. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it's not just Marvel. It's Wolverine. So Marvel like, look, you could maybe go darker on a character nobody cares about. But this is Wolverine. Yeah. Um, it's still dark. But I feel like there's some underlying like he keeps Wolverine was sent to hell two volumes ago. <laughs> anyway, similar thing happened to Bill and Ted, as I recall. You're not wrong. Okay, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. This yeah. one ends. I'm just going to spoil two endings. Do it. Okay, so... Uh, ex- Listeners, if you don't want to yeah. hear the ending, spoiler Wolver- alert. Wolverine had to drown Dakin. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Final Execution, it was kind of sad because Dakin had had a conversation yeah. like, do you ever wonder what it would have been like if you had known I was there and we would have been like yeah. actual father and son? And so like the whole... As Wolverine's fighting him, he's having these like images of like raising Dakin and it's just like (laughs) that is dark Uh, like having a catch though I saw that I'm like oh geez I'd be like kill me dad (laughs) I don't want to play baseball yeah really Uh, and in this one this group called the red right hand is getting revenge on Wolverine Mm -hmm. because Wolverine in some way has affected all their lives by killing loved ones throughout his life wow so these are like a bunch of older people or younger people and not only do they make a deal with uh, some creatures from hell Hell to, creatures. Yeah, some hell creatures. They they get Wolverine to come after them. And he's like, but they have all these, like, they have these people there to stop him as he's going after them. So Wolverine, like, kills these five people to get okay. to the group. The group kills themselves. So Wolverine can't wow. kill them. No holds barred on this spoiler and, review here. And then there's a there's a uh, there's a video at the end where they're explaining their plan. And they inform Wolverine the five people he killed to get to them were kids he didn't know, were his kids that he didn't know about. Jeez. Yep. That is too dark. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to read this before, but uh-huh. now I don't have to. So at the end, the end and then he can't take on revenge. Mm. So, mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're all in hell, and they're happy because they can find their loved ones who Wolverine killed. That's insane. Ex- except for this one person whose mom was pretty nice, and I guess she didn't end up in hell. I wish that you wouldn't have told that story. <laughs> That's what I firmly anyway, wish. So this week, I basically read Wolverine getting like kicked in the <laughs> kicked in the the face. Yeah. Uh, all week. Yeah. So it's been a bad week to be Wolverine in my reading form. Yeah. Um, I agree. Reason reason I've been reading so much uh, comics yeah. is because I have not picked up that third expanse book once yeah that's a tough place to um, be like i'm 81 pages into abaddon's gate and not once this week have i had the desire to like pick it up every, every that's, that's not a good sign yeah every time i went to go read i'm like i don't want to yeah. do these new characters also with nine books out it's like am i committed yeah 
into this that I'm going to want to just keep going. Yeah. And that was me and David Weber's Honor Harrington. Yeah. I really liked the first couple. And then I was like, oh, I started it. I got to finish it. And finally, I was just like, yeah. no, I'm just not interested in this yeah. anymore. So, so I does the, let me ask you this: Does mm-hmm. book one work as a standalone? Can you read just one book and have like? Yeah, it ends on a. I mean, it ends don't with tell a, me like how it ends. No, it just ends in a way that you could be like, oh, I could see this through. Okay, so it's sort of. Yeah. But I mean, if you were only gonna just pick up book one, mm-hmm. would you be all right? Uh, I think so. Okay, I think so. Right. Um, That's I good. think you could have. I think I could have, but I wanted to read the second one. And remember, I didn't love the second yeah, one. Yeah, I do remember that. So, I don't know what to do. I've got 500 more pages to go. Mm-hmm. Do I do I try to finish this one and then make my decision? Or do I just say, like, I'm out now. Watch it on TV. Is this book three? This is book three. Okay. I'm just going to make a quick Twitter poll. Oh. And uh, right. we'll see. Speaking of Twitter poll, uh, without Eric's knowledge or permission, uh-huh. I did post, is the original Jumanji a good movie? Oh, my word. Or not? Uh-huh. And the overwhelming response was, it good. I, I voted. So, uh, I voted against it. I, I, I got in you there. Did. Should Eric finish what? What's it called? Expanse number three. Abaddon's Gate. I don't know. I okay, don't, but I don't. I also don't know what I was. And the thing is, I'm reading it on my Kindle. And usually, yeah. when I'm reading on my Kindle, I read a lot faster, or I'm better at finishing a book because the way the it's just lined up, it doesn't feel like. Oh, you're, see, I I feel the opposite about hmm. that. I like to I like to be able to like track the the progress and it's hard to see. You get the little status bar at the bottom. Yeah, it's and nice. that's it. No, see, it doesn't do it for me. All right, but good for you. And now I know. Yeah, everything I've ever read on the Kindle, I finished because it's like, oh, I'm cruising through this without even realizing it. So, I don't know. I guess he's just 81 pages. We spent a lot of time meeting a bunch of new characters, and I'm like, I don't want to meet any new characters. I don't want to do this for nine books. Yeah. So, I I might be out. All right. Well, the Twitter poll is live. All right. And we're going to make it go through mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so then we'll uh, we'll see. And yeah. then you'll have your answer. So, okay. Um, I read one more thing, a little, a little short story uh, that I would like to share with you now. So here it is. Okay. There you are, coming home late at night. A light is on upstairs, but your wife's car is nowhere to be seen. He hesitantly opened your door and calls out, Maybe the kids got a ride from school, you think. That's when you see the red on the banister. Dark red. Now you're following a trail of dried blood, not just with your eyes, but you're upstairs before you know it. It leads into the former nursery, soon-to-be office, the door slightly ajar. You lift your trembling hand to the knob and slowly open it all the way. There's a body on the floor. It's your father. (gasps) Your father who's been dead for five years. Yeah, that was the twist. Intrigued, listeners? (laughs) That's written by our own Eric Donnie Mickles. That was his Write Me a Murder yeah he did it yeah i liked it yeah it's approved yeah. uh two two matters of correction from yes. episode 137 that i need oh. to talk about okay did you have a correction on your short story 137 yeah well we were talking about how i met scott summers mm-hmm. and double dare well oh, here's here's right. two you answers one yeah the other host on nickelodeon that we were trying to remember summer sanders who was an olympic gold medalist oh summer was not, not her last name yeah but she related. did host a lot yeah. of things on nickelodeon during that time okay. and my friend brandon chimed in and reminded me mm-hmm. that the opening act for double dare right was crisscross wow the band like, yeah the rap jump, duo jump. yeah crisscross yeah. yeah so i guess uh, that also makes crisscross my first concert. Wow! So there you are. Yep, I felt our listeners needed to know the truth, and they needed to hear it from me. So that's all. 
Well, there you go. I know. Let's look book news. Here's what we have coming up. So these advance notices will be at your friendly neighborhood library in July. So you can check these out as part of the summer reading program. Number one, we have Paradox by Catherine Coulter. This is number 22 in her FBI series. With unparalleled suspense and her trademark explosive twists, number one New York Times bestselling author Catherine Coulter delves into the terrifying mind of an escaped mental patient obsessed with revenge in this next installment of her riveting FBI series. When he fails to kidnap five-year-old Sean Savick, agents Sherlock and Savick know they're in his crosshairs and must find him before he continues with his kill list. Mm. It's a paradox. Do you have a kill list? No. You and don't? I also don't really get how that's a paradox. You don't have a kill list? No. Really? Do you think... Uh, At least like five people that you are planning to take out no. before you go. No. Are you just not telling us because... No. Wait, am I on that list? No. Okay. No. Let me ask you this question. Do you mm-hmm. think that uh, Heather Graham, the author, mm. is still a, ma- a player? Do you think she's still like... I don't know. She has a co-author, right? Sometimes. Only sometimes. I'm looking at the her checkouts mm-hmm. and even though they're somewhat regular mm-hmm. they all have high numbers hmm. so that answers the question heather graham is still doing gangbusters for us and she's back with book number 25 in her crew of hunters series pale as death which is pretty pale mm-hmm. this i'm gonna warn you ahead of time so you know that it's coming okay there's a twist and the heather graham book yes all right the crime scene is horrific the corpse of a young axe actress drained of blood and cut in two lapd detective sophie manning's new case is high profile and difficult there's no evidence to work with and it's a disturbing echo of the infamous black dahlia killing sophie is burning the candle at both ends desperate to catch the murderer before he strikes again when she starts to experience inexplicable visits mm. from ghosts <gasps> is she writing go- does she write a lot of supernatural yeah okay supernatural paranormal sort of how long is she is she a writer from the 80s or 90s that's a good question i mean this is book 25 that we're in here now and she's been at it for quite a while Mm. so i i i wouldn't be surprised if if that started in the 80s let me take a quick look to see how long she's been active you've never actually read no heather graham but i have seen austin powers the spy yeah she sold her first book when next we love in 1982 okay and has continued her romantic suspense uh, she's all over the place. Listen to this. Yeah. Here's some of the categories she writes in. Writing over 100 novels and novellas, including uh, romantic suspense, historical romance, vampire fiction, time travel, occult, and Christmas holiday fair. <clears throat> so one of those things is not like the other. Mm. One of those things doesn't belong. Right. It's a Christmas one. I've not read any of <laughs> Heather Graham's Christmas I was going to say it's so. potato. Oh, could be. So Yeah. All right. And finally, now look. We've been down this road before. Right. All right. Which road? So I want you to know that this book does not star your wife. She's not in it. Oh, is this uh, Kendra Michaels? It is Kendra Michaels, mm-hmm. book number six, Double Blind. Yeah, I can't believe she's she's a seven-time author without telling me. My wife, Kendra oh. Michaels. Well, you know what? <laughs> she's the character, because this is written by Iris Johansson. Oh, and Roy Johansson. Iris and Roy Oh, she wrote herself. Way to marry Sue yourself, Kendra. You ever met someone named Roy? Uh, what's Roy short for? Uh, Roy de Gard. <laughs> Roy de Gard, Black Agar. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, 
Kendra Michaels is reluctant to help the <laughs> FBI with the most recent case they've brought to her until she hears the details. Hello. The body was found just blocks away from Kendra's condo. The man was carrying an envelope with Kendra's name on it, and inside was an SD card with what appears to be an innocuous video of a wedding reception. And just one week before the attempted delivery of this mysterious video, the groom in the video was murdered. Oh, jeez. In Double Blind, Iris and Roy Johansson deliver an emotional, gripping new entry in the best-selling Kendra Michaels series. Hmm. I could I could see trying out this series sometime. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the supernatural elements of the uh, Eve Dallas books, but these always sound a little interesting to me. Like, I yeah. like that premise. That sounds... Yeah. Maybe that sounds you like it because you're friends with the main character. Could be. So could be. That might we go, be... We thing. go way back. Yeah. Way back. Uh-oh. To the library days. What's up? Nothing. I've just reached my free article limit for the month on New York Times bestsellers list. Oh, boy. So all we're reading is the hardcover fiction today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take it away. What else did I get on this? Who has been on the New York Times bestsellers list on our internet account? Do you want me to do nonfiction? I'll just get on my phone. Like that, New York Times. Yeah. Well, go ahead and give us hardcover. Uh, Oh, are you done with your... Yeah, I gave you the three. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So New York Times hardcover fiction. Number 10, Verena by Charles, Charles Fraser, 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 Charles Fraser. Okay. Right. If you have a Z, you're still Fraser. Yeah. Okay. Charles Fraser, uh, Verena. <laughs> Is this hardcover? I mean, sorry, fiction? Yes. Fiction. Okay. That's all fiction. I can do. Okay. Um, kind of sounded like Woody Allen there. Did it? It's all I could do. Huh. You kind of sounded like John Travolta there. <laughs> it's like all I could do, man. Yeah. Spent a lot of time on my hair. You hit it. Okay. Sandy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, as, the Confederacy, as the Confederacy and her marriage to Jefferson Davis falls apart, a woman flees Richmond with her children. What's her name? Why is she just a woman? Why mm. do we get to know Jefferson Davis's <laughs> full name? Why doesn't it read, as the Confederacy and her marriage to her husband falls apart, Ver- Verena, yeah, good wife, yep. flees Richmond with her children, yep. Jack and Diane. One could say this is a little story of Jack and Diane. Yeah, two American kids. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, the woman in the window. In the heartland. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't you just it. became strong bad. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, the Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. Uh, Nick hated this. Loved it. Kendra Michaels, character. Didn't like it. Of, uh, she didn't like it. Seven books. Liked it. Nope. Number eight, Accidental Heroes by Danielle Steele. Yeah. So I like to imagine that like we could be accidental heroes if we were just like in New York, New York City, like visiting, like, yeah. well, look at the Empire State Building. Yeah. And then like somebody's like, please, can you take my purse for a second? I'm like, sure. And then it turns out that like maybe that has like a billion dollars in it that's been stolen mm-hmm. and we have to like we're on the run yeah. we're like the man who knew too little yeah you're giving me nothing on just this. like it all right you hate this adventure that's fine <laughs> no i'll go no it's okay i'm up for it i'll see if bill murray's interested i bet he is good luck getting a hold of him yeah well i'll just tell him i'm making garfield three uh number seven <laughs> before we were yours by lisa wingate number six little fires everywhere holding strong okay Luckily, you spilt a lot of water yeah, everywhere. Yeah, there were little fires, and that's why I spilled that water on <laughs> sensitive electric equipment. Yeah. Hey, The Great Alone, I've been saying this is by the author Kristen Henna. I know. I can't stop you. Incorrect. I know. It's by Stephen King. <gasps> no, it's by Kristen Twist. Hanna. 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 I don't know why I say Henna. I, I see either. the name, and I just say Henna. You make a lot of choices that baffle me, but you know. <laughs> 
Chris and Hannah. Just part of this roller coaster ride we're on together. Number four, Red Alert by James Patterson and Marshall Carp. Got it on my desk right now. What kind of sound does a carp make? I guess. <laughs> oh, no, no, Sorry. that's too much tongue. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, number three. The dis- yes, Nick made a face when I said that was too much time. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners were probably... But they don't know won't they, hurt them. They knew what the pause All meant. All right. Number three, The Disappeared by C.J. Box. So, as accidental heroes, we're going to become The Disappeared. The Disappeared, yep. As well. We're not going to find The Disappeared, I yeah. see. But we're gonna Number two, The Female Persuasion uh, by Meg Wooliter. Oh, it's new Oh, yeah, week. yeah, I do. I would really want to read this book. This has been on everybody's best of list. Actually, Barnes & Noble is starting a new... Uh, like Barnes and Noble Book Club, and this ah. is their first pick. They're calling it Borders. Uh, <laughs> no, <it's> just <laughs> all right. Wow, you were frozen in fear I on that just one. Didn't understand. Uh, the relationship between a college freshman and a famous feminist reveals the challenges of intergenerational feminism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know there were that many challenges to that. But wow. I guess there is. Burn. I didn't. All I don't right. know. I've, I've got the. Was that number one? That was number two. Number two. All right, I'm ready. Number one, I've got my eyes on you. I got my mindset. Eyes. Oh, never mind. Yeah. This is by Mary Higgins Clark. Oh, I know her. She's a good one? Yes. Well, (laughs) relatively. Oh. Versus Carol Higgins Clark? Yes. She's the good author, but she's the murderess. Nope. Who am I thinking? Anne Perry. Anne Perry. Are we going to get in trouble for saying that? I, I mean, it's it's common knowledge at this point. Is this, is uh, this Mary Higgins Clark? Libel? No, it's because it's true. It's hearsay. Mary Higgins. <laughs> Mary Higgins Clark is Uh-oh. like the queen of suspense, beloved author. Right. Carol Higgins Clark writes the uh, Reagan Riley series, and those mm-hmm. are kind of like a lukewarm reception. I hate them. Right. And then there's Mary Jane Clark, uh-huh. who is the former daughter-in-law of Mary Higgins Clark, right. who writes Mary Higgins Clark-esque. Right. Books like the Key News series. Right. Mary Higgins Clark is the most successful of all okay. of those. Is this part of the, is this with Elifair Burke or is it just her? A high school guidance counselor tries to uncover the identity of her sister's murder. Okay. So it's, is it, does it say it's part of the Under Suspicion series? No. Okay. I like these. I like these okay. And we'll find out in a couple of weeks who won the Mary Higgins Clark award this year. Was it so, Anne Perry? Should be interesting. No, not Anne I guess Perry. I shouldn't say anything. I've got the uh, nonfiction list. How do you get away with murder? Are, you, are we still talking about Anne Perry? I guess. I mean, she but like, also... She, like, served time. Okay. She, you know... How is life not, like... I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean, she was like a child. Okay. It's a it's a dark and depressing story <laughs> that oh. if listeners want to read about it, it's available on the internet. You can find out <laughs> okay. all about it. Wikipedia? That was... Many, many decades ago. Yeah. All right. Here's the nonfiction bestsellers. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yes. That's fine. Sure. I mean, this. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's hold I on mean, to I mean, we have to start with number 11 because by a former president named Jimmy Carter. Uh, it's okay. Faith. Faith by Jimmy Carter. This is his. Uh, he takes a look at the George Michael song, Faith. Uh, and it's important. You've got to have faith in faith. The faith. <laughs> <laughs> the former president discusses the broader meaning of faith, the faith, the faith, and its effect on our lives, including its religious aspects. That would be this is key, I think. Yeah. Number 10, Educated by Tara Westover. Number 9, This Is Me by Chrissy Metz. The star of This Is Us describes her journey uh, towards self-acceptance. Our 50-state border that crisis. Can you What? This is this is me or this is us. No, I can't. Whatever the song is called. Can't this is it. us as the TV show. This is me as the song. Okay. Number seven, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Uh, number six, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. 
Mm-hmm. Number five, Factfulness by Hans Rosling with Ola Rosling and Anna Rosling Ronland. Mm-hmm. This is a look at our biases and the argument for why the world is in a better state than we might think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disagree. Mm. Uh, number four, Make Trouble by Cecile Richards with Lauren Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict and Armin Katayan. Uh, I've got to ask, are, do people still care about Tiger Woods? I don't know golf. I'm a little surprised to see this as number three. I don't know A deeper look at the personal and professional triumphs and disasters of the champion golfer. Mm -hmm. Number two, Russian Roulette by Michael Isakoff and David Korn. Uh, You probably know what that's about. David Korn? No, Russian Roulette. Yeah. Okay. One bullet, six chambers. Yeah. First person dead loses. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, apparently five of the chapters are Mm. just boring and really dull. (laughs) The last one... Smack, yeah. There's uh, a pretty good Daredevil issue where Bullseye is in a... uh, Bullseye, the enemy of Daredevil, is in a full-body cast, and Daredevil comes with a gun and is going to play Russian roulette because Bullseye killed his girlfriend. Uh Spoiler alert. uh, Bullseye can't move. He's like... And uh, Daredevil keeps doing the Russian roulette while telling him stories and stuff. And then he's like, you know why we're going to keep on fighting, though? And then he shows it. He's never had a bullet in his gun. Ah. So, a and twist. Finally, number one on the hardcover uh-huh. nonfiction list. Dear Madam President by Jennifer Palmieri. Is this new? Yes. The director <laughs> of communications for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign in the Obama White House prescribes a new model of leadership. Prescribes? Uh, yes. Hmm. Do you like it? Do you like that word? I don't like over Next week, it's, I, I tell you what. No, Here's care. my prediction. What? Next week, it's going to be uh, Higher Loyalty by James Comey. Hmm. People are going bananas for that book. Yeah. So I, well, bet, that, I bet that'll be number one next Whatever year. gets the kids reading, that's what we say. Yeah. I'm sure the kids will flock right As long that. as they're reading, I'm happy. That's right. <laughs> so what, did, what was... You just danced. Oh, yeah. I was just, uh, I was just cueing the music for our segment. Nick and Eric. Didn't that make you want to dance? Yeah. I, I guess I forgot what segment we were doing. I knew it would. All right. Well, as we mentioned up front, we are going to be talking about the 2018 breakdown of the, the awards. Pulitzer Prize. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to go through my head of what the frick Ben yep. has sent us about the Pulitzer yep, Prize. We've I'm got like, our... Did Nick get something I didn't know about? <laughs> it's a Pulitzer. You can find <laughs> the full list of winners at PulitzerPrize.org. Oh, yeah. Uh, they list them all by year, so you can scroll back through and look at some uh, past year's winners. Uh, and you can find the full uh, full winners and nominees for all the awards. Uh, we're going to focus on the letters, drama, and music selection, mm-hmm. starting at the bottom. Eric, yeah. take it away. All with right. the winner for music. The winner for music is One Night with Superman by Lois Lane. What? Again. Lois Lane wins Intrepid another Pulitzer Prize. Reporter, Lois wow. Lane. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, no, hey, quick question. Yeah. Pulitzer, they're the stuffy ones, right? Uh, they're considered the stuffy awards. I mean... The snooty. I don't know that I would say snooty. Stuffy. They're they're not really like sales driven. They they're right. they have a different focus. Right. A lot of them, a lot of the Pulitzers are about more about journalism than that it, sort of thing. Isn't so this the one? I, mean, I would say they're a more serious prize. I don't know if I'd say stuffy. When we read in like the past winners, we're always like, yeah, these haven't stuck around. Yeah, I I do think they they tend to be things that are like really crucial at that moment, and mm. that doesn't always um, that doesn't always result in longevity. All right, well. 
Uh, Pulitzer Prize winner for music is Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Is I don't know a- if that... Pro- well, it's italicized, mm-hmm. so I didn't know how to pronounce it. I like the way... I like your choice. Uh, yeah. Recording released April 14th, 2017. A virtuosic song collection unified by its vernacular authenticity and rhythm dynamism that offers affecting visionettes, capturing the complexity of modern African-American life. Hmm. So, there you go. And I should say, uh, any and all of these that we're mentioning, either we have or they've been ordered. So they'll be making their way in here if you would like to read any of them. And the website also lists the other ones that were in consideration. Mm-hmm. Pulitzer's, unlike most awards, don't publish a list of nominees. Right. It shows you the winner and their top choices. Um, and some categories don't always have a winner. So mm. there's no special citations, for example, this yeah. year. General nonfiction. Looking Up on Our Own, Crime and Punishment in Black America by James Fornham Jr. Locking Ex- Up Our Own. What did I say? Looking up. Oh, yeah. Locking up our own. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) An examination of the historical roots of contemporary criminal justice in the United States based on vast experience and deep knowledge of the legal system, and it's often devastating consequences for citizens and communities of color. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Poetry? It's a real bummer of a list. It is. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, poetry, half-light. Collected poems from 1965 to 2016 by Frank Bedart. A volume of unyielding ambition and remarkable scope that mixes long, dramatic poems with short, epileptic lyrics. Oh, no, elliptical. Not epileptic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, elliptical lyrics. That would be different. It just flashes a light into your eyes at high yeah. speeds as you read the poetry. Uh, on classical mythology and reinventing forms of desire that defies society. Man, these guys get a lot more from poetry than I ever will. Yeah. So... They forgot more about poetry than I'll ever know. That's probably true. Yeah. So every time somebody reads like, wow, this poem is like brave. And, and then I read it. I'm like, sounds like he just misses his old teacup from when he was a child. <laughs> so. uh, what, a, what a great reminder that April is National Poetry Month, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's true, too. Uh, so we do have a great poetry display downstairs. Yeah. And of course, uh, we have a pretty, a pretty good collection upstairs Ooh. and all the, all the classics uh, downstairs in the stacks. And tonight, yeah. uh, if you're listening to Ooh. this, the day it drops, mm-hmm. um, April 17th at 6 o'clock, our, our poet for this year is Heather Hallberg-Yanda. She'll be doing a reading. Mm. Uh, again, that's April 17th at right. 6 o'clock in the Monday Club room. So if you're listening to this today, yeah. run right down here. Yeah. It's, rough running it a, uh, it's rough running a literary podcast and just saying, like, I don't like Harry Potter and I don't like poetry. Yeah. Do you count, I, I don't know why you keep doing it, honestly. Do you, like, do you count Dr. Seuss's poetry? I think you could, yeah. Well, then I get it. You do? <laughs> yeah. Every time he's like, there's a waffle in my waffle i honestly i get it i'm not i'm not a huge poetry fan as we've discussed i'm not like i'm gonna sit down and read a whole book of poetry right but that being said whenever i do have to usually for being honest you know if i'm preparing to do a reading or uh, if we have a visiting author i always try to read their work Mm -hmm. and i almost always will stumble across one or two that i sort of like go back and reread and think like wow that was really you know that was meaningful that that was mm. that like spoke to me right but you know most don't so i think mm. i think if the right ones hit you you right. know you know yeah anyway uh so th- again that was half light by frank bedard that's a okay. collection i'm always kind of on the fence about like mm. the compilation albums count you know what i mean right <laughs> but apparently they do roses are red violets are blue yeah i'm the walrus 
cuckoo kachu. <laughs> That's pretty How's good. That That's great. All right, I just Lock read poetry. Deeper meaning. <laughs> Biography: Prairie yeah. Fires: The American Dreams of Laura Ingalls Wilder yeah. by Carolyn Fraser. A deeply researched and elegantly written portrait of Laura Ingalls Wilder, author of the Little House on the Prairie series, mm-hmm. that describes how Wilder transformed her family's story of poverty, failure, and struggle into an uplifting tale of self-reliance, familial love, and perseverance. Or you could just read the Little House books. That's true. And yeah. also see how she uh, transformed from her family's poverty. That's true. So, Boy, you're really giving the gears to the winners of the Pulitzer <laughs> no, Prize. Was, it's just... Big I, man. No, I, <laughs> I guess when I see something like that, I'm like, haven't we we've written enough? And her stuff was autobiog like pretty much autobiographies anyway. Yes, but they're I mean, this is this they don't have perspective. Yeah. I mean, they're like right in the thick of it. It's, okay. They're not it's not really like looking at that life mm-hmm. in comparison with like what's going on in the world and right. you know, what they meant for that time. So I think there's more to it. Did you read the Little House books as a kid? Have we not talked about this? I think we have. I read at least the first four. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I always like uh, Farmer Boy. Yeah, Farmer Boy was which good. Which is about Alonzo Wilder. Yeah. And uh, the first four years. Those those are the ones that I really uh, liked yeah. as a kid. Uh, I think the first two I liked, which was Little House in the Big Woods. Yeah. And, uh, Little House on the Prairie, right? No, Farmer Boy. Oh, oh okay. When you read right. it, I think you're supposed to read Farmer Boy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Second. Well, we have all the... We just got a nice brand new set of the Little House books. That's which true. We have, and we have them on audio. Yeah. Uh, so... Quite a few options there. All right, take it away, Eric. History. History. The Gulf, The Making of an American Sea by Jack E. Davis. Uh, that's Jack, middle initial E, yeah. not Jackie. Not oh, Jackie yeah. Davis. No, yeah. Uh, an important environmental history of... <laughs> sorry, kind of like hiccuped. <laughs> I, got it, I got into like a hiccup there. <laughs> These Pulitzer Prize winners will be read by Barney Rubble, apparently. <laughs> history, friend. <laughs> Uh, the Gulf of Mexico that brings <laughs> crucial attention to Earth's 10th largest body of water, one of the planet's most diverse and productive marine ecosystem. Uh, and you know how I like... Well, that's not depressing. Yeah. Well, it's environmental. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Envir- environmentalism, yes, is yes. depressing. You're right. Um, also, like when you're bragging you're the 10th largest anything, Yeah. you've got some... You've got some uh, self-confidence issues. True. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm the most... I'm the 10th su- most successful library director. Mm-hmm. I know, Nick. Mm-hmm. Stop telling us. Tenth? <laughs> you son of a... Sorry. That's all right. All right. All right uh, cost of living. Mm. This is the Pulitzer Prize winner for going up. drama. Oh. Uh, for drama. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> cost of living. Okay. <laughs> By Martinia Majot. Yeah. An honest original work that invites audiences to examine diverse perceptions of privilege mm-hmm. and human connection through two pairs of mismatched individuals, a former trucker and his recently paralyzed ex-wife, and an arrogant young man with cerebral palsy and his new caregiver. Yikes. Uh, one of the one of the nominees or the ones in consideration was by a playwright that I really like, Tracy Letts. It is The Minutes by Tracy Letts. Uh, Tracy wrote the August Osage County and uh, mm. Superior Donuts and yeah. is also a, a pretty successful actor as well. Pops up in a lot of uh, hmm. films that I like too. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about the minutes as well, just because I'm interested. So okay, a shocking drama set in a seemingly mundane city council meeting that acidly Ugh. articulates a uniquely American toxicity that feels both historic and mm. contemporary. So if is you're a Tracy like- Letts fan like me, check it out, check it out. Check is that out. like a 12 Angry Men Probably. version of yeah. a city planning four, meeting? Four Angry Men. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the winner for fiction. Yes. So this is the novel that won this year. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Eric Mickles. Less by Andrew Sean Greer. Uh, 
a generous book, musical in its prose and expansive in its structure and range about growing older and the essential nature of love. Who doesn't love growing older? I know you do. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, I love growing older. I hope I age mm-hmm. until I die. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm. Yeah. I might sound like I'm giving it, giving this <laughs> this list the gears yeah. again as you, you described might, yeah. it. What is a generous book? Yeah, I'm not Are, sure. Is is the Pulitzer Prize trying to win the Pulitzer Prize for most flowery language to describe their winners? Could be because I think it's going to win this year. Yeah. Anyway, sorry yeah, about that. That's all right. Uh, I can tell you a little bit more about it. Okay. The publisher listed as a scintillating satire of the American abroad, mm-hmm. a rumination on time and the human heart, a bittersweet romance of chances lost by an author the New York Times has hailed as inspired, lyrical, algic, ingenious, as well as too sappy by half. Mm. Less shows a writer at the, leak, at the peak of his talents raising the curtain on our shared human comedy. All right, here's the, here's the full synopsis for Less. Okay, uh, thank you. By Andrew Sean Greer, winner of the 2018 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. A hungry read. Sorry. Who says you can't run away from your problems? Ooh. You're a failed novelist about to turn 50. A wedding invitation arrives in the mail. Your boyfriend of the past nine years is engaged to someone else. <gasps> you can't say yes. It would be too awkward. And you can't say no. It would look like defeat. Mm-hmm. On your desk are a series of invitations to half-baked literary events around the world. Hmm. Question. How do you arrange to skip town? Answer. You accept them all. Ah. What could possibly go wrong? Arthur Less will almost fall in love in Paris, almost fall to his death in Berlin, mm-hmm. barely escape to a Moroccan ski chalet from a Saharan sandstorm, <laughs> accidentally book himself as the only writer in residence at a Christian retreat center in southern India, uh-huh. and encounter on a desert island in the Arabian Sea the last person on earth he wants to face. Hmm. Somewhere in there, he will turn 50. Through it all, <laughs> there is his first love and there is his last. Because despite all these mishaps, missteps, misunderstandings, and mistakes, less is above all a love story. See, that's interesting. Well, that's a, that's the synopsis. Yeah. The other things were commentary on the book. Kind of. They're not the same thing. The commentary on how much they like the sound of their own voice. Oh, my gosh. Um, that kind of sounds like the Yes Man version, like the literary Yes Man. Yeah, the literary Yes Man. That was the original title, so that makes <laughs> literary perfect yes sense. Man. So perfect sense. That sounds good, right? That sounds yeah, fun. I think it sounds fun. So. As you recall, the 2017 winner for fiction was The Underground Railroad, mm. which I famously said, that's never going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Pulitzer for biggest uh, <laughs> misstep. Misstep, thank you. Yeah. Thank that's you. why I don't write thank for the Pulitzer. Hey, you know what? It's a it's it's a it, just to be nominated. You know what I mean? It's an honor. It's an honor, sure. So anyway, <laughs> those are the Pulitzer Prize. Again, you can find the full list and as well as past uh, mm-hmm. winners at Pulitzerprize.org. And we will have all of those winners we listed here right. at the David A. Howe Public Library. Have you heard of any of these before we read this list? Because um, I haven't heard of any of them, except for maybe the Kendrick Lamar album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the nonfiction I had, the, okay. the Laurie Ingalls Wilder one and that poetry book hmm. I knew of. Um, I, I had not heard of Less, yeah. the, the winner for fiction. Me either. No, I was kind of surprised. And I actually don't really, I only have vague memories of the other finalists uh, for that. The other finalists mm-hmm. for fiction were In the Distance by Herman Diaz and The Idiot by Elif Bautman. Mm-hmm. I remember The Idiot coming out. Um, but no, none of those really like made a big splash for me. Okay, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder books are already popular here, so I know that we have that one. Yeah. We got that one right when it came out. So, but yeah, that's yeah. just kind of the way it goes. All right. Sometimes, sometimes I think uh, Underground Railroad was kind of a fluke in that it was such a like a pop culture thing. Right. Uh, not to you know belittle it by calling it just pop culture, right. but I mean it was something that uh, most people 
you know, who our readers or, you know, pay attention to that sort of thing we're aware of. And that's right. often not the case. So uh, I wasn't really surprised that it wasn't something that I was like, oh, of course. Right. Um, but that that's not really the purpose of these awards. That's true. Uh, oh, remember, folks, the Edgar Awards are coming out soon. So mystery fans. <sighs> that's true. You shall be delighted by Who's the Edgar Awards. Who's going to win? Who will? Have you figured it out? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk some library news. Yeah. We have a concert coming up on the 26th, Sunny and Pearly's April in Paris. Nice. Uh, co-sponsored by the Allegheny Arts Association yep. and the Cattaraugus County Arts Council uh, grant funding uh, program. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. Again, Cher will not be in attendance. Cher won't be there. But we do have Sunny. Correct. Well, and Pearl. Yes, you're right. Pearly. So. Sunny and Pearly. On the 24th, we're showing Selma Lord Selma. Uh, this is in honor of the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. So it should be an interesting film. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? You already mentioned Teen Photo Show. So Did if I? you know talented teens, bring in your pictures. We're ready. Yeah, that's true. We are our teen photography show. So bring in photos and we will put them in the exhibition room and then have a pretty sweet party on May 1st. Yeah, a rager. No, more more like a... A get-together. Yeah, party that just don't stop. I mean, it does end at 7.30. Anything could happen. It. I mean, we're going to hand out some awards. Yeah. There'll be some cake. Yeah, cake. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Sorry. Uh, Nick will be representing the... Uh, the soror- Not sorority. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But who am I thinking? What's the... Fraternity? Fraternity. Yeah. You'll be the fraternity guys. Like, yeah. I took a picture of my butt. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, probably not that. Okay. <laughs> um, then I don't get you, man. Yeah. Well... Um, what else is something else is happening? Oh, we're getting ready for our superhero party. That's true, yeah. Our superhero party for the youngins. Yeah. Um, signups have started. There is a limited space, so parents or youngins, if you yeah. want to get in on this, it's a heroes and villains party. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we're also showing the Lego The Flash. Lego Flash movie. Yep, so this down is in the auditorium. May fifth. Twelfth. May 12th. Yep. Right. May 5th had me thinking because it was Avengers, but actually Avengers is next week, the 27th. Yeah. Exciting times. So every May 12th high. is the one o'clock is the superhero party. Yeah. Two o'clock is the showing of the flash. Yes. But so. we are, but we have started signups. Yeah. For those. Limited space for the party, but anybody can come see the movie. Yeah. Which is at two o'clock. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Anything else? No, that's. that's... All right. I'm going to go pour some water on some other electrical. No, equipment. don't. So we'll see you next week.